11. Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. Each member of today's podcast has been given the same movie or TV title, some time to prepare, and has come to the table to pitch their own unique take on that title. We'll be hearing two pitches before the break and one afterwards. After the break, we'll be hearing a special pitch from the dupe. The dupe is the one person at the table who has not been given the title in advance and will have to improvise their idea at the end of the show following everybody else's. Our dupe today is Ryan. Ryan, how are you feeling about being the dupe today? If I'm being honest, Sean, I've had a week, right? Um, yeah. But doing these recordings, well, first of all, like I miss being at the table with everybody. Um, sure. You know, doing over these Zoom is great. But yeah, I've had a week, but I've been really looking forward to doing this, uh, doing this podcast with everyone. So yeah, I guess I'm excited again, as per usual. Good. I mean, you're the dupe often, and we open up um, the dupe uh, to our guests as well. But often people elect to have some time to prepare. So I, I, I would, I really applaud, and I think we all would um, applaud the work you've put in for being the dupe. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough job, and most people don't want to do it. But you seem to take to it really well. So. Um, we can't imagine you having any other role at this point. Um, but if somebody wants to usurp Ryan's crown as the dupe, c please put your hat in the ring. You know, we'd be happy to have you. To be honest, and Sean, I, I feel like I'm a secondary dupe most of the time. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of thought that was like Dan was actually also a dupe, but was playing like the long con, pretending like he wasn't when the whole time, like, you know, the third <laughs> yeah. act third act reveal is that he was actually the real dupe all along he was you the made, dupe all along he made me believe that yeah. i was the dupe by just giving Again, me the title that's my life <laughs> i am the dupe all along yeah. well that uh, leads me to say hi to uh our slash dupe regular dan um dan without giving anything away how are you feeling about today's title because you do know the title for today i love the title i've been on holiday <laughs> we all know what that uh, means yeah, we'll see the quality. That's all. But I'm really excited to hear everyone's ideas. as well. And our guest today is Maddie. Welcome, Maddie. How are you feeling about your chances? Hi. Um, oh, I'm feeling confident. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Oh, OK. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm excited. I need to get this this idea out of me because I feel like this is a film I've always wanted to to make. It's perfect. <laughs> That's what we need. We need ideas oh, that. Oh no! Yeah, you've said it now. You can't take it back. Um, oh, we want. We we know. love ideas that that have to explode out of a person, and I feel like we often get that. At least one person <laughs> each episode has a burning idea. So if it's yours today, that I'm I'm very excited. We'll see. We'll see. But thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. No, we're pleased to have you. Um, and finally, I'm Sean, your peerless moderator. And at the end of the episode, I shall be selecting a winning idea to go through to the next heat. What happens with the winning idea at the end of the season? You'll have to wait until the halfway point of today's episode to find out. Um, so uh, what actually is a, a, a slash dupe? Well, you don't have to make it sound like you've never heard it before. But uh, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for asking, Maddie. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I haven't. Well, I have, but I haven't. Well, well, uh, for anyone who has, <laughs> for anyone who hasn't, a slash dupe is a rough early version of a film that's used in post-production. It's usually uh, an unfinished foundation of what a finished film can become. Um, and together on Slash Dupe, the podcast, that's what we hope to bring to you at least. Um, but today's Slash Dupe, what is it? I can reveal to you that the title for today's episode is Dogs of Law. 
Dogs of Law. That is today's slash. Cracking. Deal. Cracking <laughs> title. So good. <laughs> Woof. So, Maddie, um, I hear no. you're going to go first. Can you give us your idea for Dogs of Law? Yes, I can. Okay, so, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I want this film to be so, so bad, it is amazing. So it's good uh, and becomes this like big cult film that, yeah, everybody, yeah, just becomes legendary for, for just how bad it is, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so kind of style wise, I went for silent movie. So like black and wow. white, old school, like Charlie Chaplin-esque sort of silent movie. So no dialogue or anything like that but kind of slides in between things, describing the action and the dialogue um, and with music in the background, kind of film noir style. Um, And I want it to be sort of like short, so 15 to 20 minutes long. um, And I've picked, oh, oh, and really low budget, like no budget. Right. Um, (laughs) So in terms of plot, uh, I've kind of gone a bit sort of hot fuzz-ish with the plot. So kind of a police drama. Um, yeah. So uh, shall I just launch into the Please do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Maddie, okay. I don't know whether you need to because I think this is going to win purely because... <laughs> just you wait. Making a trailer of it is going to be easy. <laughs> well... You might want to hold that thought. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. We shall see. So, oh yeah, I should point out that all the characters are dogs. <laughs> okay. Of so, so, of so course. there's no that took dogs us by of surprise. law. Okay. Yeah. So that all the characters are dogs. Oh, I can um, see it. I can see it already, though. I oh, can yeah. see it. Oh yeah. So can I. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. The film starts with, um, I kind of want it to start a bit like, is it Neighbours that has like the characters at the beginning looking into camera with like mm-hmm. the wind machine like in their hair mm-hmm. and it has like their character name underneath and they like give a look to camera. And, uh, so and you... Hollyoaks. I mean, I was, uh, so a friend told me one time. Oh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd love it to start like that so you're clear on who who everybody is. It's a small cast. There's only about like four main characters, um, which I'll go into in a bit. So as it's like a hot fuzz type story. So I've, I've got the first character called Detective Wooferson Barks. Now mm-hmm. he is the kind of like Simon Pegg character and he's arrived from like busy police station in London where everything's really efficient and he arrives in uh, like a rural countryside town, which I've called Walkies Bridge. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> and he's come, he's been posted there to kind of help with some heinous, hideous crimes that are happening at Walkies Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, bones are being stolen from the morning bone round, which is just awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not ideal. Uh, so yeah, so Detective Wooferson Barks is used to like an efficient, disciplined workplace. Everything is like high stakes. Um, 
And when he walks into the office at Walkies Bridge, he is shocked at kind of how inefficient it is. It's all a mess. As he walks in, he's faced with, uh, well, I've called him Constable Fleabag Bones Walker, AKA Bonesy. He is just like asleep <laughs> in the sink, mm -hmm. like watching the water drip or something like that. Um, and then the, like, I don't know, the boss of the establishment who I've called uh, Superintendent Sarah Jessica Barker. She's asleep on <laughs> nice. a desk. Thank nice. You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's asleep with like, you know, donut in her face. I don't know, just not doing any work. The place is a mess and he's a bit shocked. Um, so anyway, he's paired with Bonesy, Constable Bonesy, and they go out and investigate, see what has been going on. Their main suspect is sort of local wheeler dealer, Del Boy, um, Salabrador Cabone. Uh, he's oh, usually gosh. behind. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, usually behind the sort of mm, bad things that go on, you know, in Walkies Bridge. Um, so they go on a hunt to find him. Naturally, he's in a bar, uh, and the two detectives come in. They find him, and there's a big bar fight, uh, silent movie style. Um, but the two detectives win and they interrogate Sir Labrador Cabone. <laughs> then they soon realise it can't be him. It can't be him. He's got an alibi. Um, but he does give a lead to that there is oh. something happening oh. in... Was that a, a lead? Oh, <gasps> I didn't even <laughs> notice. Well done for spotting. <laughs> he gives a lead. Ba -bum. Um, that something is happening in the warehouse, sort of the only warehouse in, in that village. Um, so they go and investigate. Um, all seems normal as they first walk in. It's quite dark, but nothing seems that suspect. But there's a curtain um, on the other side of the warehouse. Uh, they then move the curtain and behind uh, there are stacks and stacks of shiny bones. Basically, the stolen bones from the morning bone round. Um, Bonesy mm -hmm. goes to eat them, uh, but, but Wifferson Barks is like, no, 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 you're working, you can't eat them. Um, <laughs> Were they going to take a slice? Is that what it was? They were going to take, take a, slice a slice of the bones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, you know? That's it, that's oh. it. Ka-ching, ka-ching. But what is strange is that there are a lot of police documents sort of strewn about the place, which they're like, that's weird. The police were, you know, there. Mm -hmm. But they hear a noise, so they hide, maybe behind the bones, don't know. And they hear someone coming, and it ends up being Superintendent Sarah Jessica Barker. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, there'd be some slide, because it's a silent movie, saying something like, hmm, Woof, what sort of bone, stolen bone shall I eat today from her? Mm -hmm. And then basically she's arrested and that's the end. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so that's, that's the story. Okay. Tremendous. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And, uh, and what, have you got any actors in mind to, to play? So this, is, this is what I... Uh, yeah. So basically... I want them all played by local pets. Okay. From where we film it. Okay. Um, but oh, so this is a little bit of a curveball. 
Um, so as you know, all the characters are dogs, but mm -hmm. they are all going to be played by cat actors. <laughs> Catters, some might say. Yeah. <laughs> is that not so, um, whitewashing or animal washing or something? Is it? Well, if you, if it, you don't have dogs represent themselves, how do you how do you know it's an accurate representation of all the different? Well, this breeds? is why this film is so awful. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and so they're going to be cats with like dog hats on. Um, yeah. Well, oh, see, this is this yeah. has taken a turn I never thought it could. Really? So yeah. I know. Wow. We took a I brief know. break Awful. and Dan goes, um, I'm worried that my idea is going to be a lot like Maddie's. And it's, and I'm, and I'm not sure that it is now. <laughs> yeah, are you sure about that? Um, yeah. So, yeah. And obviously there's, yeah, there's the characters. Um, mm -hmm. And also we need some background artists for the bar scene and maybe some stunt actors animal actors for mm. the bar fight as well because mm. that's quite quite uh intense would the stunt actors so, be cats or would they actually be dogs i well, don't know that would be funnier i think that what that they'd be cats no that they were dogs and so when he goes to the stunts it literally stops being a cat <laughs> yeah, becomes yeah. a dog <gasps> and goes back to being a cat yeah. i hadn't even thought that's about great. that yeah right. definitely. because because cats wouldn't do their own stunts no. would they this is why. I mean, they do them quite a lot anyway they're pouncing around everywhere yeah, yeah, so it's a busman's holiday for them. Yeah. yeah exactly. Divas. Divas, aren't they? Well, this is why I thought of it, because it would be like the film is going on with all this action, but actually none of the action is actually happening because the cat's just doing its own thing, it. walking mm -hmm. off. And I want it to be so you can see, like, people, like, a human's hands putting treats down so yeah. the animal goes, to the, you see them like being picked up and put in the right place. I see, okay. So it's like... Yeah. When they interview the director, mm. he says in the in the interview, or she says in the interview, my God, it was just like herding cats. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> in fact, I think I think that's, that's line, just what maybe. you. Yeah, that would be the tagline on the DVD at the bottom. But can I suggest we get one one dog in there? Yeah, please. Is, what was what was the name of the 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 posh dog that they went to see, who realised it wasn't him? It... Oh, Celebrador Cabone. Right. Can that be played by like a, a fourth place Crufts, like runner up, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. washed out, like, hey, I used to be somebody. And then, <laughs> yes. and then like, that's, that's like the one actual dog they get in. Yeah. <laughs> <Curly his> tail. <laughs> what you can't see on the podcast is Maddie's face of utter delight yeah. every time she gets to say one of the dog's names. <laughs> yeah. She's so proud. <laughs> research went into them I, I have to say well that brings me to my next question the what are the breeds of the dogs that the cats mm. will be playing and mm -hmm. then a, a subsequent question what breeds of cats will be playing the breeds yep. of dogs that are in the film important questions big yeah. big two big big questions, big so questions. before we get into that yeah that is that this is where there's a bit of crossover going on between yours and mine Ooh. so that's Ooh. all I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm so intrigued. We don't yeah. condone spoilers on this uh, podcast, guys, but uh, that <laughs> might just be one from Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze one in. Um, well, I'm open to any suggestions, really. I mean, I like to think that Detective Wolverson Bucks would be, I don't know, I imagine him a bit like a sausage dog. Oh, you Love do? It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, 
But I'm open to other suggestions. No, no. Well, they're compact, aren't they? So they're good city Mm. dogs. So to take him as a city dog to the country, you know, where you might get more of the sort of the larger breeds of dog that like to roam around, you know, yeah, exactly. Sense that he's he's a smaller dog. Yeah, yeah. What cat plays him? Oh, again, it would depend on on the kind of personality of Mm. of the cat, really. Um, We know the personality of. Every cat, all cat haters, all cat lovers are going to write in now, hating Dan, yeah. hating Dan. <laughs> no, because they know, they know that their cats are mean and that's why they like them. That's like one of the right. key things to liking a cat, right, is that they have a dark side. Whereas dogs are too sort of, too optimistic and happy-go-lucky. There's no, you know, they're too saccharine. They don't have that edge that cats have, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to sort of appease everybody. On our side, are you? Is that, yeah. Um, yes. So what? I mean, what? What's an interesting sort of cat? I mean, you wouldn't want a really exotic cat because let's face it. You know, nobody would go and see a movie if it's an exotic cat. You know, you've got. It's got to be represented. You know, they don't want to represent the people. They they'll just chuck a a plain normal cat that would bring the money in, wouldn't they? Yeah. They wouldn't bother going exotic or. You know, because the, cause people... It would cost more as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. As we all know, people don't go and see movies with exotic cats. You know, they like... They like the... <laughs> I'm making... I've can seen you tell the I'm making a, a strange the parallel subtext. between the <laughs> what's, what's bad about Hollywood and in this movie about uh, cats playing dogs. Um, I've, got, <laughs> I've got a quick question. Uh, yeah. The, can you explain the morning bone round to me, please? Yes. So it's like the Ooh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the morning milk round. But because they're all dogs, it's bones. Oh, okay. No, fair enough. <laughs> no, yeah, that that's enough that's for it. me. I'm satisfied. That's it. <laughs> I was thinking paper round and I was thinking, but you can't read a bone. I was thinking, where's the where's the dog equivalent of a paper round? But when you say milk round, that does actually make sense. You've been yeah. you've been a city dweller for too long. <laughs> yes. Hey, I used to have my milk delivered. I remember in a little glass bottle. Remember and, and mm-hmm. orange juice as well. And orange and then, juice and, and then you drink bottle. all the orange juice and I drink all the milk and we get annoyed at each other. But listen, you like milk more than I like. Or, uh, it's milk and Hang on, boys. It's, it's, it's been gone now. It's years ago. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ago. Now we can go out to and shop he, and buy. And he still comes to my house and steals my orange juice. <laughs> So this film, um, yeah. I, I assume it's made by humans, human beings yes. in, in, the re- in the real world. Was yeah. it made to be serious, like an Ed Wood type directed film? Was it made to be serious and then was co-opted by the masses as, as a sort of, as, as a joke film? Um, or was it made to be uh, a joke? Was it Good already question. made to be funny, like a Garth Marenga's Dark Place? Where does it sort of fall on the scale? I think it's made to be silly. Okay. Yeah, I think it, it's been made. It's been made to be. Mm, yeah. I That's think. less depressing, isn't it? It's less depressing if they if they if they meant to make it silly yeah, and it's so bad it's good. Kind of like a group group effort kind of thing. Yeah. Is this a film, Maddie? That after this recording, you're going to go out and make? Is that bas- Is this basically <laughs> like a glorified trailer, an advertisement? Well, for, for, na- for Maddie's next directorial debut. Well, you'll have to wait and see, won't you? <laughs> wait and see. Keep an eye on the shelves. 
So we're, yeah, on the yeah. on the pet aisle. Well, where yeah, where exactly. um, so what era has it been made in? Then is it has it been made before? Is it, it has it been made back in the days of silent films, or has it been made recently to to ape silent films? I think it's been made recently. Okay. Um, kind of yeah, as a homage to the silent films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That helps me answer one of my questions. So the music, what is the music going to be like? Well, so. I had to think about this and I think I, w- I wanted it to be like a recorder orchestra. <laughs> so, yeah. So like, and a mixture. You've done well. <laughs> yeah. With the, you know, I want this to be so bad <laughs> that it's good. You've, you've gone there. Yeah, I went, I went for it. Um, so like a recorder orchestra, like a mixture of like professional. So like, the BBC Recorder Orchestra or something. And mm-hmm. then... Consort. Yeah. And then also some amateur um, uh, recorder kids. players. Kids yeah, from kids, a school. Yeah, kids from the local yeah. school. And I thought, yeah, whoever gave their their pet in to be involved with the film could also be given a free recorder and then they can learn and be in the soundtrack along with their pets. That's, <laughs> that's, unbelievable. that's so lovely. It's 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 so lovely. I it's it's t- terrible idea, but yeah. it's but it's so lovely. It's like you can't I can't take that away from you. It's such a lovely idea. Also, I just I just want to defend the recorder for a little bit. I just watched Flo and Joan, um, the comedian, the musical comedians, and they do a recorder rock star um, skit, and it is brilliant. Okay, it's brilliant. Recorders are underrated. I, I I think that the potential is is enormous. Where do they? Well, it's not really. It's only got a very limited <laughs> range. So <laughs> before you, and so does the trumpet, though. Where... <laughs> let's not <laughs> let's not uh, conflate the two. Where does it fall on the ukulele scale? Is it better or worse than a ukulele? It, it it probably a ukulele. What you need is a ukulele orchestra with yeah. a recorder consort. Yes, yeah, so... together. Okay, on this. I think that's probably all played by all played by the local children yep. because they're learning them as part of their school process and the elderly uh, village community. Um, so that it's got that bonding between young and old. I love it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very keen to sort of bring everybody together on this one. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can all be equally ridiculed. <laughs> by the show. Yeah. If everyone's bullied, then no. nobody's bullied. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what's the male female ratio? What's what's the dog to bitch ratio of this? Of oh, I actually hadn't thought of that. But I'd like waiting the whole day to try <laughs> it, asking I... the questions I would normally ask in a slash dupe, applying it to a film entirely made up of cats and dogs is interesting. I won't lie. <laughs> this is it's changed my 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 my, <laughs> my outlook. Um, um, I think it should be should be equal. I don't I don't think there's a limit to how many and mm-hmm. and which like girl cats can can play boy dogs and boy yeah. dogs can play girl cats. I, yeah, I get there's no limit. I don't yeah. see why there there should be. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just oh, hope I Hollywood should... catches up, eh? You know. Well, exactly. Um, I should also add, though, that there was also going to be a reality TV show spin-off of the making of this. 
Oh, okay. Um, as well, I yeah. Sort of a documentary. Yeah, of the of the making of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it famous. I think. I think it I wins guess. a BAFTA. Oh wow! Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Not the not the film, but no, the documentary spin-off no, of the <laughs> film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, because then that's that's how this sort of idea gets into the mainstream. It's one of these can you believe this was made? Can you believe it happened? sort of documentaries that wins the BAFTA and then people go back and watch the film. Exactly. And then as you were saying um before we started as well, you you mentioned merchandise and a couple of other things, just briefly, just yep. as you're teasing us about it. So um, what sort of merchandise do you feel would come out oh. of this idea? Oh gosh, so much. You could have the hats. You could fit for your for your own pet, made right. for all pets. Um, mm-hmm. You could have a signed signed cards. Oh god, the, 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 there's no limit. Can we just circle back? So in your mind, they're all wearing like hats because I wasn't yeah. picturing them with hats, but you're picturing them with film noir, proper film noir hats on. No, the hats oh, of the hats dogs. Of the dogs or of the cat. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes you sense. You could have a hat that was of the cat wearing the dog. Oh, yeah, it's exactly. Or reversible. It. Reversible one, right? Yeah. Cat on one side, dog on the other. Branded re- recorders and ukuleles. Because uh-huh. yeah. who, yeah, who doesn't lots. want that in their collection? Who isn't going out hunting down all of the, <laughs> all of the different branded ukuleles yep. and recorders? And, I like and of this. course, you can buy the soundtrack. Uh-huh. Which... Yeah. 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 On vinyl, hopefully. Yeah. You get it on vinyl for the purists. For the purists, of course. Yeah. There's nothing quite like that soundscape. What do you call it? There's nothing quite like that dynamic range that you get on a vinyl. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Maddie, you've obviously already won. Um, but is there anything else? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Any, about that. Anything else that you can tell us that, that about this idea? Because it's because it's without a doubt the the most unique idea oh. we've had on Slash Dupe. Um, oh gosh, um, I don't know really. I just it would be made with a lot of love, basically. Uh-huh. Sure. And and obviously no animals would be harmed or in any stress during no. the filming, and they would be left to do what they wanted to do which is why we need the slates in between to describe the action and the dialogue. Oh, I see. Because otherwise, because nice. I imagine kind of like you have, like for example, if there's a bit when one of the dogs goes to lick the bone, but it's played by a cat, it's mm-hmm. not going to do it. So it'll be washing itself. And then you just have a slide saying, eat the bone or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yum. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So like that. So, it so really be... it's more like a, a documentary that you, where you film animals um, and then craft your story, graft your story in between. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> so we had a very wonderful, unique, spirited and personal pitch from Maddie um, on the title Dogs of Law, but I'm looking forward to yours, Dan, and, and where, where if it does indeed cross over and where it's different. Um, so it is the same in that it focuses on dogs. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it's in the title that are in the law system, and that it will be played by animal actors. Right. So this is um, this is a film that again I don't think does very well. It's it. 
I started off with it being a, a kids' film, and I think it still is, but it's kind of like a family film, so it's got a little bit of mm-hmm. stuff in it for the parents. And I feel I'm going to put this in early because I don't normally do films as often do as Netflix series. Mm. But what I feel is that this is a film that does pretty badly, but they take the idea and they turn it into a kid's cartoon. Okay. And like on CBBS or something like that. And it does really well. It does really well because it's a bit like, like a Paw Patrol kind of idea. Mm Mm-hmm. So the idea is that it ba- it's based around these four characters. Um, there is a beat cop. Um, and actually, Maddie, you're going to be able to help me with the names because your dog names are so extraordinary. <laughs> um, so there's a beat cop, which is an Alsatian. And there's a detective that's a basset hound. And there's a lawyer that's a Doberman. And there's a judge that's a schnauzer. And what we nice. see is a kind of like, we go through all of this... Um, it basically looks at the world of law via dogs from the beginning, like just finding crime scenes, de- detecting crime scenes mm-hmm. to accusing and going through the law system and being judged at the end and put into prison. Um, so, but it's, that's, that, that was the way they started the idea that maybe it was going to be slightly educational. And that's what it ends up in the cartoon, actually. It helps us find out what each of those sort of people do in in the law but it ends up being a a ridiculous family film in the style of like cats and dogs i don't know if you ever Mm, saw that mm -hmm. film um but with less humans so it's like zero dogs world zero humans yeah zero humans in fact i think so that everything that a human would normally do is played by a dog but we're really focusing on the on the um on the law side of it um and i've got i've got a little scene got a little scene oh okay um the beat cop the alsatians there and um the basset hound the detective comes around the corner and uh alsatian says how are you feeling today sir and the basset hound says rough of course <laughs> oh come on <laughs> no, um, that's good. is this from the cartoon <laughs> yeah all right i was, yeah, I was no this is the film oh okay and i half expected you to just be like okay and here's the scene and the Dobrin walks up and goes, oh, woof, 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 woof. That would have <laughs> been brilliant, I... wouldn't it? <laughs> well, one of the ideas I did have was that it, this would be entirely in dog and then it would be subtitled. But that was if it was going to be an adult film on mm. dogs, of, dogs of Law. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sorry, keep going. Well, I've got some bad news for you, sir. <sighs> this is not what I needed this morning. My ex has been on the phone. The pups need new clothes and I'm living from paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. I need a raise. Well, in that case, sir, <laughs> I may have some good news. Okay, you got my ears up. It's probably best if you see for yourself, Chief. Everyone knows you've got the best nose in town. <laughs> and then they cut to this scene, and there's something happened. You can help me with this in a minute. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the Basset Hound says, How did this happen? I don't know, sir, but it has the cat's paw prints all over it. Mm. And then it shoots in on the Basset Hound, and it does like a, a long look across the whole thing, and like, we can see like calculations and stuff going on. Something seems off. And it turns out that the mice are trying to frame cats for crimes across the town mm-hmm. to, to, in, to incite cat versus dog hatred so that the dogs might end up driving the cats out of town, leaving the mice to have everything that they want. Mm-hmm. Love that and what we see is 
the you know the the beat cop having he's gonna have to do like some action stuff like chasing down cats but also eventually chasing down mice the basset hound like detecting in different crime scenes and spotting that something's off it doesn't quite work so he hands all this um all this evidence to the lawyer who's defending like the top cat of or the fat cat mm-hmm. of the town mm-hmm. come on right um anyway so he's in, he's in, and that i feel like it's uh phoenix right ace attorney style like we go into like cutscenes of dogs like throwing evidence back and forth and um and then obviously this schnauzer just sat there looking really grumpy mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole way through um but it turns out that the the schnauzer has a heart of heart of gold and and eventually sees through all this stuff and and declares declares the, the cats innocent and the mice are driven from the town um but they're driven to a town which has cheese in it so everyone's happy oh well that's nice yeah this is it's a kids amazing film, right? yeah that so that's the loose that's the loose plot and then event is so it, but it's done it's like cats and dogs i think cats and dogs got like 51 percent on rotten yeah. tomatoes or something yeah, but it made money but, didn't it it made, it made money yeah. and they take that and they put it into this because the kids love it like it's not critically acclaimed but the kids find it funny because like there's dog poo at one at one point like a dog's weeing on a fire hydrant mm-hmm. or a cat's like scratching itself that kind of stuff all this silly kids humor and they take that and they someone takes it and goes this is this is great we could actually teach kids about good policing and the law system and how it all works and so it turns into sort of a a weekly or you know a series a kid series cartoon animated so can I suggest that if it's um, if it becomes an animated series, um, it's called uh, Dogs of Law: Colon Poor and Order. That's that, that's it. Is that that's exactly is that okay? Yes. I that know. Exactly I'm sure many jokes have been made like that previously, but I've yet to see a TV show. You know, I love like it. That. So and I love that works. So because Sean's just added his own to. Well, titles are sort of my thing, right? Um, and um, the tagline before we go because I'm I'm almost done mm. the tagline is cry habeas corpus and let slip the dogs of law oh that's good wow that that's too good for the cartoon tagline (laughs) isn't it no that's the film that's the film tagline (laughs) but that is a good that is a good tagline I'm glad you wrote that down because that's 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 the bit that's the clincher that's the one isn't it that's the one (laughs) so I've got a couple of questions first of all so he does calculations he can see things like a Sherlock Holmes type yeah like that like yeah and he probably has like a deer stalker as well (laughs) that that goes with his ears so you know it's not full deer stalker but he has the Uh deer stalker and then his ears come out the top yeah 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 yeah. his ears are the deer stalker elements of that's right exactly um which leads me to the other question about clothes because one of the dogs was saying hey my pups need new clothes what how do you imagine these dogs are dressed in their as the counterparts of their yeah absolutely and so on and, and uniforms but kind of also so that the alsatian wearing his beat dogs up that that would wear what the what the canine units would uh, for police mm, anyway okay. so sort of like stab swats the swats would, would wear that the wouldn't swat, they yeah, that equivalent exactly yeah yeah and so yeah but he's he's wearing and maybe he's got like a little you know off the shoulder cape that goes off the back the judge is definitely in like a big black. He, you never see him except the top of him, really, because he's kind of sat. You can't mm. see this on the podcast, but he's sat like that and With sort of the black up. cape off the top. Yeah, yeah. the Phoenix Wright. The uh, he's going to have to be that now, isn't he? Doberman. Ace. We'll call him Ace. We'll call <laughs> yeah. the Doberman Ace. But he's like because they, they've got really good, you know, posture. They they stand really lovely. Mm-hmm. So he's got that, and he's got like a slick, not quite suit on because you know 
it's a dog. Mm-hmm. But he's maybe a tie. No, maybe he's no got a tie people on. get those things for dogs where it's just the front paws and it's up on their chest bit. Yeah. Yeah, a bit like that. I love it. A bit like that. And, like, of course, at some point, like, a, a, a mouse is going to run away or something and uh, the Basset Hound's going to shout, quick, Alsatian, whatever it is, collar him. Just collar him. So no, that's got, good, got isn't it? I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, got, it's, it's in. Now, part of me is quite sad that it's not like a deadly serious version of this, like Chinatown, but, but with dogs. Like, just initially completely that, serious. That, initially, that's what it was going to be, but I couldn't think of a plot hard enough for that. Yeah, and like, and, and then it would have been subtitled. It would have been like world cinema version. Mm. And I really like the idea of that somewhere, but I, I don't know where that would go. That's right. the first um, draft, isn't it? That's the blacklist yeah. screenplay that then somebody takes and turns it into and goes, the I've got this. that we know. Yeah. I've got this. Well, so, I imagine it was directed by um, Lawrence Guterman, who did Cats and Dogs. Okay. So he, he's only done, uh, well, I say only done, he's done some great things and he's worked with DreamWorks. So I think it's probably a DreamWorks as well. Mm-hmm, Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like okay. that family feel. A couple of Spielberg of jokes in there because he's, he's part of DreamWorks, isn't he? So just a couple absolutely. of sort of ambling type jokes and yeah, yeah, for the adults. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe they look up at the they're howling at the moon and then you see yeah. the bicycle go across it, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Something for the, something for the parents. Another thing I was going to ask, obviously, so this is a kids' uh, show uh, or mm. film. Um, how are the? Are there a lot of bad guys in the shows you watch with your little one, Dan? Yeah, well, actually, there are. I mean, it, it depends. So we were talking about this the other the other day, me and Sarah, is that English, like CBBS or C, uh, yeah, CBBS doesn't ha- tend to have too many baddies. And if they are, they're kind of misunderstood baddies. They're just mischievous rather than anything. I think Trifu Tom has some baddies in it. Um, but the, on the whole, English animation and children's programmes don't have as many sort of combative um, things in them. They're, they're more like accidents or and yeah, sort of working like, together, how to become stuff. a team. Yeah. All the American stuff that we watch, we watch like some of the superhero, but the the kids' versions of the stuff. Or uh, we've been watching Miraculous, which if you haven't watched, is brilliant. Mm. Um, in fact, Sam would love that, Maddie. Um, Taking a note. <laughs> yeah, Miraculous is, and and that that is a bit more. There are actual baddies. So in that one, it's cool because they they're baddies because they have a negative emotion, so they're a bit sad or something, and then an Akuma gets them, and then they they become bad because they, that negative emotion gets blown up. So um, that's a long digression. Uh, but yes, some of the stuff I watch with my little one does have baddies. I was just wondering, because it was the, the mice are, are framing the cats. That's quite like a heavy mm. sort, of, sort of thing to, for, for kids to understand. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, um... the kids do get that kind of stuff. And actually, it's really helpful because that, that's a kind of a good lesson to teach kids that sometimes the person you think that is doing it isn't and like you can jump to conclusions and maybe there's someone else behind it again like some of the some of the kids things are about this person is only acting badly because they're feeling sad or because they're feeling angry because something has aggrieved them and that's really helpful for kids to understand as well so yeah that's that's i like that mice versus cats yeah so i've got a a sort of multi-tiered uh, question, but I think it, got, it stems from um, when is it made first is the, is the key, right? Because if it's made in the yeah. cats and dogs era, that's different to, I guess, if it's made now. So where do you see it fitting? I, I, I think it's, I think it's just 
now. So maybe beginning of this decade. Oh. So, so Cats and Dogs has been made. And that's why they called on Loris Gutterman because he did so well in that one. Let's do it again. Um, but we've got a better idea this time. And it isn't. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, so does that mean that it's... Um, is there any CG in it at all? Do they CG the mouths like they did in Cats and Dogs? Or well, do they... I, again, I thought, like, it could go full Lion King, couldn't it? Mm. And, like, be fully CG. But the budget on that would be quite yeah. intense. Yeah, it wouldn't sort of be for this sort of idea, would it? But Because but, also they did that recently, didn't they, with the almost fully CG environments uh, or extensions and all CG yeah. animals for the Harrison Ford movie they did recently yeah. um call call of the wild call to call of the wild um and that so the animals are really expressive um mm. and the, and the cgi is fantastic but the uncanny valley kicks in when you see animals uh acting and in a very human expressionistic way so yeah. so where would it fall on that sort of I, scale? I feel like it should be looking animal but they'll definitely have to have their mouths moving for speech wouldn't mm. they so i guess it's low level cgi okay babe, but the cgi is so good now that it levels. well probably better than that because low level cgi now is better than yeah top level cgi sure. even 10 years ago um so i read i found just found out that cats and dogs was a 60 million budget and it made 200 million yeah it made bank. What? It did well. Wow. Because it had both of the two different animals that people love in it. It was very, it was just quite cool. Maddie, you hate, the... you hate the <laughs> Yeah, yes. Yes. mixed Mr. Campaign. Trick there. <laughs> the marketing campaign was very like, are you a dog person? Are you a cat person? I see, and... right. Nice. It's very nice. clever. Because as we all know, the film Cats came out recently. It didn't do very well. So you've got, you've got to cater for both. You know, for both I, parties. I think there's probably more reasons there's more, than the you think fact there's more... it was about cats <laughs> okay. that it didn't do well. I think you're probably right. Um, the Okay, so if it's made fairly recently, let's say, is it going to be, and it's DreamWorks, are they going to mm. do what DreamWorks typically does and, and, and push, you know, it's Bill Murray, it's Ray Liotta, it's Scarlett Johansson, are they going to push, like, their... their um, their cast, they're going to say this is our big budget, our big Hollywood cast. That's true. Cast. I, haven't, I hadn't really thought about cast yet. Um, and also, at the moment, in very naughty way, all of mine have seemed to be male. And maybe that should change. But in fact, my, the Alsatian, the beat cop, the one that's actually got all the brains, do you know what I mean? The one that's actually yeah. doing all the hard work feels like it, it should be a female dog. Yeah. It'd be really cool if the schnauzer was like some, like Oprah Winfrey or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, <gasps> yeah, that would be cool. Just, um, yeah, that's good. Beta Ginsburg. <laughs> oh, you'd get a real, yeah, get real, a real judge. Real judge. <laughs> um, um, I'm desperately thinking of a, of a dog pun on her name. And she, even though she's got three names, I can't think of one. Any of them. It's awful, isn't it? Um, can there be a sniffer dog in it that oh, is no, like... Oh, no, no, wait. It's Roof Gator Pinsberg. That's what it is. Listen, I thought that, but dismissed it's... it. It wasn't it was... good enough. I was there. <laughs> no, no, it was good. Good attempt. Um, I w I, is there, I'd like there to be a sort of morgue dog, which is a sniffer dog. And it's right, just, yeah. and they, you know, and they have a sort of an eccentric personality and they, they have to sniff everything to understand it. You know, they've almost got to, they're on the spectrum as, as a dog. Well, you know, I think, sort of actually, I think the Basset Hound, so good. The, the, the Sherlock Holmes Basset Hound guy right. is, or, or, it feels like, because he's, he's just so 
dog tired. Yeah. He's going to use that. Yeah, He's world good. weary. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So does he have a psychiatrist? Yeah, but he smells like a cop. You know, they have like the police yes. psychiatry sort a of psychiatrist. Sessions. I like it. You know, like they have the, the sort of police police psychiatrist. The interrogator, the one that interrogates them when they come and the cats come in, and like they walk in, it has to sniff sniff the cat's bottoms yeah, to like yeah. tell whether they're telling the truth or anything yeah intimidating them with uh, it, sniffing and yeah, everything maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe if they're like bringing the lie detector and it's just a dog that sits behind them like and so when yeah, they talk it sniffs their butt and every just, time they're like <laughs> yeah moves his head around the yeah. side and just nods and shakes his head and then goes back oh i'm liking oh, this brilliant. more and more yeah oh wait no but it's a kid's show oh no but that is kind of yeah. funny though I'm yeah, like, really sold. Like, I, I really <laughs> want to watch this right now. <laughs> I love it. It is a genuinely uh, sort of, and as most of your ideas are, Dan, like a genuinely bankable idea. Like the kind of thing that would, is solid, can be made, and would make money. There's all of your yeah. ideas. Um, but why am I, why am I doing this why podcast? You, why are you why wasting your time on this? <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, I'm, I'm writing it all down, and I'm going to use yeah. all of your ideas. Um, and burn all the negatives of the podcast. I edit this, Sean. Um, yeah, that was great. Thanks for that the pitch, That was Dan. so Thanks. good. Quality work. Uh, Quality work. You've Fine. given Maddie a, like, a, a, I an love idea it. she genuinely wants to see. Look, there's something I, we yeah. could do. I think there's something we could do with both of them there, Maddie. There's something in between. Do you know what I mean? You have, you a, you have a section in the film set at like a Hollywood, you know, an LA for dogs. And you have that be a central part of the plot because that's very Chinatown as well. Mm. You know, you have this sort of silent movie being made or something. and Of the cats playing dogs. And that's like, oh yeah, that's where yeah. all the cats work in Hollywood. Right, so all the cats, <laughs> yeah. right? All the cats work in Hollywood and that's why. They won't let the dogs in, you know, but dog films sell. So they, they're there all pretending to be dogs. Why not the dogs find the cats playing dogs and that makes them think that they are trying to frame mm. the dogs to do yeah. something. When because it's they see dog outfits, the the right? So they're going, well, what's going on? Yeah. But really, the, the, it leads them to, to, to the sort of, um, I, come on, there's got to be an animal pun for Hollywood. Anyway, there has. There there's, has. There's got to be one. If Holly anyone Wolf. can do it. Hollywood. Yeah, that's good. Hollywood. Um, that's it. But... Yeah, so it leads them to the to the uh, to the Hollywood, and that's where they find out the costumes and and I love it. Oh, that's good. So I just want to ask a quick question. Then, are any of these characters? <laughs> we're gonna get a bit. We're gonna get racy again. Are any of these characters? Um, are they uh, based on any? Is uh, you know what good and bad fantasy and science fiction other things do is is they 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 amalgamate certain peoples or certain things in real mm -hmm. life and they sort of they sort of try and um and find a way of examining this thing um are we saying that the are, do we want to stay away from stereotypes with the mice you know we don't want to stereotype them as a particular yeah i think they're just they're just super clever that's all like they're, they're just ah, mice they're like evil geniuses Right. They're not. They're not any particular race or anything, and sure. the cats aren't any particular. They're just the mice have worked out that no one likes cats anyway. Yeah. So they they can they can get away with all this crime and blame it on the cats, and and then that's that's the way forward. And then when they go to Hollywood, can they have? Can they be filming? Can like the lead cat be filming a role in 
in a sort of Cleopatra type because I feel like that you want to bring the Egyptology yeah. in with cats. Like they're That'd filming, they made a Cleopatra, didn't they? In this sort of, I can't yeah. between the forties and sixties, I can't remember when it came out, but it's quite a big deal. So, and you know, obviously, you know, you've got they're talking about test titles, and it's like you know, clear, clear. Catra and like but with yeah. an X through it and it's like you know whatever and then and that's the introduction to one of these characters yes. I'm interested okay listen I, I suddenly don't... this has become even more now this, this is great so like it's now we've got the Hollywood side of it and it's a bit more mischievous with the, the with the mice actually using the cats to get away with crime mm. and then maybe the dogs are gonna have to shut down Hollywood because of all this crime that's going on. And the cats are like, we haven't done it. At the same time as someone behind them is like just nonchalantly pushing a jar a vase off the top of a table <laughs> for no reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so we've got all those kind of in, in gags. And so the cats are trying, the cats want to be considered innocent, but they just don't give enough crap to yeah. actually make an effort. And it's only these dogs, only these four dogs mm. that care enough about cats to try and find out the real crux of the crime Perfect. they want to sniff it out just before we hear ryan the dupes pitch uh, for dogs of law uh, i just want to remind everyone what happens at the end of the season so what we'll be doing is we have four heats until the end of the season um, and at the end of the season, we want you guys, we'll have, by that time, we'll have whittled them down to four ideas, uh, the winning ideas from, from every other episode. And we'll have whittled them down and we need you guys at home to vote for them. So keep telling us uh, where you disagree with us. Keep telling us um, who should have won, who's been robbed. Keep um, giving us your own ideas and we will pluck a few wild cards out of the air as well. Um, and at the end, you guys will get to decide which idea goes forward to be made into a trailer. Um, so subscribe. We have a YouTube channel um, where all of these podcasts go up to as well. Um, so subscribe there if you, uh, to be first to um, you know, see the trailer when it comes out. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SlashDupe, uh, our Instagram and our Facebook group. Um, we most of us jump on as much as we can, so we'll we'll you know if you DM us or if you if you um, respond to any of our messages, we'll we'll message you back and we'll try and give you a shout out um, uh, in one of the episodes. I just wanted also just before we go into um, this, we've had some good feedback over the last few months. Um, I just want to thank Danny Kelly uh, because he gave me he sent it in, a, in in a message to me and he was talking about a couple of titles we could use. So I just wanted to float these titles to you guys, not to pitch your own ideas yet because we want to save that for an episode um but i just wanted to just hear your initial thoughts on these so danny kelly told me he said um one of the titles he liked or, or uh, we could potentially use was wretch and he thought that was quite interesting so um i don't know if anybody gets any ideas initially off of wretch because it's quite an interesting idea but i can tell you um his idea it's just a brief uh one line pitch it is a superhero who can regurgitate anything he or she needs at the drop of a hat. And I was like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fantastic idea. Amazing. It's great, isn't it? I think, um, uh, I think I've got a pretty sick idea for that film. Oh, oh no. You always no. lower in the tone. But someone has to, because <laughs> if it isn't you, then it's me. So, 
Um, and so, and he just had one other uh, title, which I love. And please, like, please, you guys at home, send, send us your titles because we will use them. Um, uh, uh, and we will, um, you know, it, there's something amazing about bringing people together to, to see what they come up with um, in arenas where you, ne- you could possibly imagine they would go. Um, I'm looking at you, Maddie, uh, specifically. Hello. <laughs> um, so mad props. <laughs> mad props, is it, which, I, which I like, you know, it has a sort of, it's quite a fresh title. I like it. So that was, that was Danny Kelly's other title, Mad Props. And it's just three words, telekinetic set designer. And I was like, okay. I, I, but the thing about that one is I need to hear more about that one. So maybe we could get him on board. Maybe if we do Mad Props as a, as a title, maybe Danny will come on board and, and, uh, and uh, give us his, re- his full rendition of that, of Mad Props. Because I want to know what's, <laughs> what's on his mind. So Ryan... You're the dupe. You've heard the title Dogs of Law. You've heard the two pictures we've had so far from Maddie and Dan. And I feel like you look like you're ready, bursting and ready to give us your, t- uh, in- your interpretation of Dogs of Law. I am, yeah. And it's about some dogs and some cats that are at war. No, I'm kidding. It's, um... <laughs> <laughs> so Dogs of Law is, I've taken some of the title and acronymed it. It's acronymed where you, yeah. Uh, taking some of the title and acronymed it. So it's Dogs of Law, and the law is London Air Warfare. Oh, that's good. Wow. So they are the dogs of London Air Warfare. And Love it. This film is about... It's a, it's a high-budget a high film, uh, and I couldn't decide whether they're at war with robots, aliens, or dragons. So maybe some kind of, like, cyber alien dragon, like intelligent mm-hmm. zerg or something like that. Like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And in the same vein of like Jarhead being about the privates, this is about the dogs. And they are a, an elite team of the best dog fighters picked from all of the different sort of air um, service uh, services around the world. And they get brought to law. And they are given these like small, quick, low armored um like planes that just fly around and take out all of like the detritus enemies while like mm. the big bombers and the other ships like go in and do mass damage. And so I like that. Yeah, so I've named the planes um, Ridgeback, Bulldog, Schnauzer, Bloodhound, and the Corgis. <laughs> and that'll nice. be like a, it'll be a squad of these guys. I think for actors, I've got Justice Smith playing the main character. Yeah, and cool. I like the idea of Aquafina, who is like an ex-gamer who got recruited, and she like Twitch streams her plane when she goes up. Yeah, and, that's a great idea. And sort of and, and flies it around in dogfights. And and um, I don't know who I want a set of twins to fly in the corgis. That's what I want. I'll put it out to the uh, to the audience if you can think of cool some cool twins that could be in this uh, to play in this thing. But I just like the idea they're actually. One of the things I love about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for example, is that they're actually really good at their jobs. So I think these guys aren't just like, this isn't like, welcome to day one, and you have all the training montages. No, they're like ace pilots. They're in, they've got a job to do, they're specially recruited. To the point where they start to like, have like kill count tallies with each other. And, you know, they're not, it's not like a romance story. It's like, they're all trying to just like serve. Um, and then I think ultimately the twist will come along, the classic twist in these things where they go out on a mission. Also, I've got John Cena down as their like drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point he's probably going to get in the Great Dane, which is like a big, huge bomber. And that's going to be his plane that he'll 
he'll fly and <laughs> i like the idea that um you know they'll go out on a mission and then like this huge ship they've never seen before comes out of the clouds and they're like ah and then um probably justice smith gets shot down and sort of under the the world where they where they've effectively been like living in the clouds um it's just like detritus everywhere and like he's got to try and cobble together a ship to try and get back um i've also got his name i've got his he's called dagos wolf mm-hmm. which is an anagram of dogs of law <laughs> so Brilliant. clever so many levels so many levels had a couple so- of others flagwoods is another one and gulf woads is another but so instead of wolf. listening to everybody's pitches you've just been coming up with anagrams this whole time that's exactly <laughs> what he's been doing that was your anagram exactly. face was it that i was and only three so you know not that many either um but i think i think definitely going beyond the film there's definitely tie-in marketing tie-ins with red bull air racing and like stunt people like the red arrows um, you know, they'll like brand up their planes and they'll go mm. do all like, because they're like quick, short, sharp planes doing stuff like that. A hundred percent gets, if it doesn't get a natural video game, it gets a it's flight simulator have, DLC. It's got to have a video game. It's mm. got to have a video yeah. game at the back of it. Yeah. But it will be, maybe it will, because um, there was that Even if game Starlight. A mobile game where they, where you have to take each of you, like upgrade your, your dogs. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, and, yeah. and you get it's to upgrade right, your pilot. It's right for that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it would have no of the original actors' voices in it, except for maybe John Cena. Oh, the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the game, yeah. No likenesses, except for John Cena. Right. In fact, it'll be his flight school, right? That'll be the game, and you'll, you'll yeah. have to be part of his crew and like yeah exactly and then and then you get to explore all of like the the ships that the and the and the dog names of the ships that weren't in there i sort of picked aside from the corgis because it's like one of those ironic names and then they're actually like these two twins that are amazing at what they do but like mm. i picked quite aggressive dog names i think um that just you know that sound like mean you know and i think that's i think that's good i think it's 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 a film that I would I would love to go and see, right? This crazy, like, one of my favourite things in games like Battlefield and uh, Battlefront is flying the ships. Like, I'm not a ground soldier. I love, you know, just, like, flying through the crowds, trying to lose people, playing, like, ace combat and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, it, it's something that I just I love that quick, sort of fast-paced um, adrenaline rush that, you know, we all wanted to get from Top Gun, but instead we got you know shirtless volleyball um, <laughs> which also gets the pulse racing some some people like that it's true yeah. maybe maybe i will put maybe they'll like go to, someone will suggest playing volleyball and they'll just like we'll shoot them a look at some point like, <laughs> in fact maybe you know what it'll be john cena john cena's like you know we used to play volleyball back in my day yeah yeah so is this something that like goes over well does it go does it is it you know is it is it um captured does it capture something? Do they go out oh, to the new, it's 1917 or is, is it a serious film like that? Or is it much more of a sort of fun, uh, you know, affair? I think it has, I think it's, it goes over about as well. It goes over better than Pacific Rim 1 does. Oh, okay. Because hopefully it, way it, better so... than Pacific Rim 2 did. Yes. But yeah. Okay. So I think, I think that, and you have things like, you know, Aquafina drums up all of like the uh, Korean support from that. 
you know, and so it sort of it gets a lot of love um, in eastern in the eastern sort of China and mm-hmm. Korea, Japan, and from that it has a lot of love in it from that. I think, particularly um, with the kaiju-like designs yeah. on the robot alien dragons. Yeah, and I just you know because I thought let's just throw them all together. I couldn't decide which one. Cyber alien dragons is literally what I've got in front of me in my notes, <laughs> and I think that is that's a cool sentiment. The sort of like big hulking like like red flesh with like neon lights poking out of it and stuff like that also like, the just, name of cool. my next band <laughs> the cyber alien dragons any questions <laughs> poster and this yes. is I, we haven't been asking very often Marketing. because Marketing. yeah because because often the pictures are quite robust or or obvious but this one i'm not quite sure how you would um, well, bring this as, one as to I light. said, a lot of marketing with things like Red Bull Air Racing, stunt mm. thingy, I think you definitely would sell the jackets. You'd sell like bomber jackets with the um, dog, the uh, the law logo on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, then, and then you'd sell each one of the individual ones. Um, you know, you sell a special one for twins as well so they can get the corgis. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think, yeah, you'd sell, like, uh, enamel pins are really popular, like a load of enamel pins at the minute. Um, obviously, t- toy tie-ins with the actual jets, like the, you know, I think, yeah, it's got a lot of potential mm. to be toyified. The, definitely. There would be, the marketing would have to be, like, YouTube, like you say, Twitch. Maybe there'd actually be, like, a Twitch channel where you, you get to see the the dog fights before. Do you know what I mean? Like, you actually get to see mm. the cockpit. So they do like mm. ten minute of a quick thirty second dogfight, but every week they they do a new one on Twitch. Do you know what I there'll mean? Like be, so you can get to there'll be the lead up because you can actually do, there's like um, real dogfight you can do in the sky with like lasers, can't you? I mm-hmm. think you go up with a plane mm. with a professional. That's part of the marketing as well. The actual actors will go and do, and do that as like one of the days. Um, to sort of practice i think there'll be a lot of good behind the scenes stuff you know actually training with air force like ex air force pilots and astronauts and people like that to sort of um to to learn how to fly i've got a final question i want to know does it does it make an absolute box office smash is it a box office smash or is it you know a jupiter ascending type sort of monumental flop because it can go either way it can go this sort of idea can go it's it's a hair's breadth away from either side i think it does okay in europe good mm-hmm. in america and really good in the oh, chinese okay uh, fair enough sort of yeah going <laughs> going across that uh, going across west it does from sort of okay because i think yeah you know because people will see it in the uk because it's it's called you know london air warfare mm. I think in America, because of the actors and actresses you've got and the sort of, um, f- uh, I was going to say Final Fantasy, but that's not right. The sort of Fast and the Furious-esque mm. action and um, sort of big Hollywoodness of it. But then also I think the sort of the sci-fi, the actors, the actresses, the sort of the story, the weird sort of, I guess, it's not particularly body horror with the monsters, but like that, as you said, the kaijuness of it, that's what does well. Uh, and then I think I think it makes most of its money, though, uh, on the marketing materials and like the toys. That's where it makes a majority of its money. Video game type, flight, flight DLC, flight simulator DLC. That's what it's all about. That's what we all yearn for. <laughs>
So this is, um, thanks for that, Ryan. So this is highly irregular for me as well uh, these days for me to actually have an idea. Um, and just off the record, I know time's tight, but I'll, I'll just go through my idea quickly. Um, so I, I recently, I haven't, I haven't had any ideas for, um, for this, but uh, for, for the podcast. But initially, I wrote this treatment a long time ago for a thing called Law Dogs. And I thought, um, as, I was, as I revisited it, I thought, oh, Dogs of Law sounds good. And I just sort of shifted it around. And, and, it, and it, I think it's turned out better. Um, but initially, I had an idea that was a little bit like um, Widows meets Deadwood is sort of the idea. So um, it's, a, it's a Western that started as a comic book idea. That was, it was a treatment for a comic book idea. Mm. Um, and I like the idea that um, in, this, in this sort of uh, American Western town, um, all the men leave to defeat a local uh, criminal gang. So they all go, because it's a small town, so they need to recruit some of the men. The sheriff goes, and with the, with, you know, they basically come, a posse leaves to defeat this, uh, this criminal gang. And they're gone for a long time. And it, it seems so long that, that there's a vacuum, and the town starts to become lawless. And then at that point, what happens is, as it descends into chaos, is the women that have been left in the town step up to take over the major roles. Um, including peacekeeping primarily um, and you know for example the sheriff's daughter must become sheriff but there's all the pimply sort of deputies still there who are useless but they have to sort of rise above that um, the bank manager's wife the niece of the mayor they all have to step into those positions um, and I like the idea that um, the brothel is um, repurposed into a kind of hub of law and politics the matron sees actually we can do more in this town than just sort of service uh you know the men we can actually you know almost sort of i don't know elevate the whole thing um and i sort of like the idea that you know the men come back at some point maybe that's like season two or that's the second sort of comic or whatever um or or, or the second half of the film but the issues that come out of there aren't you know it's not like oh there are women in our place um, because they're equally talented and equally capable. In fact, it's other things. It's having to deal with uh, the PTSD of coming back from, you know, seeing their friends die and everything. There's, there's more at work. I want to sort of almost flip it on its head. It's not like, oh, the women have our roles and how dare they, they're inferior. It's more like the men are relieved that that is happening without them needing to actually step into those roles. So I wanted to take a microcosm of a, of a Western and sort of look at it with more modern values. Um, and sort I, of I, almost as if this place I was shifted. Yeah, I'd watch the shit out of this, man. And absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you like know. Maybe, I, maybe when the men come back, they have like a contest in each of the roles. So it's like the sheriffs have like a shooting contest or you know, like the bank managers have to like, I don't know, count the cash quickly. And like, um, but then as what you're saying, like, I think maybe some of the women maybe relinquish their roles back up to the men because it's not about, you know that and then as as you said some of the guys might not actually want their job anymore i don't actually mm. want to work in the bank that's what i never wanted to do my father forced me to do it and exactly you know and that sort of yeah. stuff so they find also more freedom within their mm. roles both the men and women have more mobility within this town and it becomes almost like an experiment reminds me a little bit of like hamsterdam in the wire they did like a sort of they had a they had a town without any policing for a while or they had an area of, of, of the place of Baltimore without any policing at all. And it became this, this sort of experiment. 
Um, and I sort of, you know, maybe at some point the women have to go out and retrace the steps of the men in order to go and defeat the criminal gang, or maybe they go out together and there, there's other things you can do. But I definitely like the idea of it not being this sort of flag waving film, you know, like men are bastards and, you know, and I didn't want it to be oppressive. I wanted it to actually be the opposite. So it takes you into a lot of places that you didn't expect it to go. Um, and it's more about cooperation, uh, compassion, equity and equality. I, I want wow. it. I want it. You've won. Yeah. That's it. I, <laughs> That's yeah. the pitch that wins. It can't. It can't do. Um, listen, that... that um, I, that's very kind of you guys, um, I, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't just just briefly refresh everybody at home on on the on the much much better ideas that we've had so far. So, um, for Dogs of Law, we had uh, an idea from Maddie where it's a it's a it's a cult film that's so bad it's good. It's a sort of hot fuzz meets I don't know Charlie Chaplin meets Bugsy Malone. It's this it's this it's a silent film um, where. It's it's all the dogs are played by cats, and <laughs> I realise as I'm saying it, it's 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 wonderfully muddy, it's wonderfully ludicrous, um, and but it becomes this uh, this this loved and revered and shared um, piece of sort of wholesome, uh, lovely entertainment. Community uh, we, effort. Community effort, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, we had from Dan uh, a a sort of film noir uh tongue-in-cheek but but with all with, with the, the jokes sort of riffing off of the uh the tropes from uh sort of law and order and from from other film noirs we had um mice framing cats that so the dogs um would uh run them out of town um you had characters like the fat cat or the top cat um, and you had a you had a Bassett Hound with a Sherlock Holmes uh, complex, um, and uh, and and a wonderful box office smash successor to something like Cats and Dogs. Um, and of course, we had Ryan's uh, Dogs of Law, L A W. Ryan, refresh me. What what did that stand for? London Air Warfare. The London Air Warfare. So we have Justice Smith and Aquafina, who, who doing what I can only imagine are terrible British accents. Because I would hope so. I would hope that they're trying their best to do terrible British accents. Um, fighting uh, in a sort of uh, Pacific Rim type way. Uh, dog fighting these uh, cyber alien dragons. Um, and it becomes a smash hit uh, because of its uh, scope and its uh, ludicrousness. Uh, and its marketing and its, it, it basically makes money off of its... Uh, it's merchandise and it's toys, um, so which is also something we've not really thought about very much on Slash Deep yet. You know, this idea of like a film that's that they do they make like Pacific Rim that that's sort of almost made just for merchandise. So three fantastic ideas. Um, I'm going to be very quick here because I I already know what I want to do, but I want to f the re where I'm going to take my time is allowing you guys to okay this idea. Um, Ryan, I have to let you down, I'm afraid, my friend. It's a, it was a fantastic idea. Um, and I think it's... Uh, I thought Dan's was at first, but I think yours is now the most eligible to be made into a film. That's, that's the <laughs> thing that, that, that would be made. However, the thing I would want to make is... And I'm going to float it to the both of you, and I hope you don't mind me doing this, but I'm going to 
try and merge both ideas. So you could tell as, as we were pitching Ooh. it, I was, I was getting excited about the idea of merging them anyway, hope, hoping you guys didn't mind. But if we could take Maddie's idea um, and have, the, have a whole silent film and a whole cats playing dogs and the, the sort of almost the, 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 implica- the racial implications of that or, or the, you know, the, the sort of di- the class dynamic. And uh, if we can take that and plot that in the middle of Dan's sort of film noir um, uh, sort of detective a film I would that is the sort of thing I would want to win so I don't know what you guys thought about that Maddie I will happily happily oh. share with your ukulele and record a consort it would be an honor <laughs> it would be an honor to to merge with with you also you uh you have all the best dog names so <laughs> yeah no, that's you required, can have isn't them it? Yeah. <laughs> is, is this our first joint winner in, yes. in Slash i think then? it is i think it, it is. is um i watched the behind the scenes of the fifth transformers film last night don't ask me why um and they they have a writer's room and they came up with two completely separate ideas both valid as independent ideas and michael bay the auteur genius that he has said, just smash them both together and we'll make a movie about <laughs> them both. That's so it. I've been inspired by that and I'm just going to smash both your ideas together. I don't know how we're going to do it in, when it comes to winning and when it comes to anything else, heats and so on and finals. But thank you, Maddie, and thank you, Dan. You're both, oh, both pleasure. your ideas are being smashed together in the writer's room. Um, you're both smash dupe. Smash dupe. <laughs> <laughs> That is that's that's our that's a spin. That's it. I now have to relinquish my punnery because that's (laughs) top all of them. Congratulations, Maddie and Dan, for being our joint winners for today. So I'm thinking maybe a hashtag Ryan was robbed. If if you're feeling like you know switching up, people have been following and using the hashtag Dan was robbed, but. you know, maybe we want to switch it to hashtag Ryan was robbed. Ryan, tell, tell everybody, um, I, and don't sound too disheartened or upset, but tell everybody where they can find us um, online. If they want to interact with us, let us know their ideas, let us know their pitches and who should have won and who shouldn't have. We have a Facebook group, a Twitter and an Instagram. All of those are at slash dupe. We also have a Reddit and a YouTube channel now as well. Yeah, and we have a Patreon as well. So if you fancy... Um, given us uh, however much it costs for a cup of coffee a month. Um, we'll give you behind the scenes content. We'll give you, depending on your contribution, you can get exclusive access. You can even- Be in the trailer. You can even You could be even in be trailer. in the trailer. And we want Unless you to- Unless it's Maddie's put... film, because then you can <laughs> be a cat. <laughs> you have to be dressed as a cat, dressed food. as a dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we want, we'll work it out. And we want you to, listen, we want our real fans to sign up now so that you don't even know what trailer you're going to be in. That's the thing. Like, don't just sign up last minute when you find out it's going to be like, you know, Scarface 2. Um, we want you to come in when you have no idea what it's going to be. And it may end up being uh, Maddie's <laughs> Dogs of Law. <laughs> Maddie and Dan's Dogs of Maddie Law. And yeah, Dan's I was going to say, it's not just me. Ma- mostly Maddie. <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> Hey, listeners, you may have noticed that uh, Maddie's voice sounds super gorgeous um, on this podcast. Um, she is a extraordinary voiceover artist. Um, she, what have you been doing? What stuff have you done, Maddie? Oh, goodness. That you're allowed to well, tell us about, obviously. Mm. Oh, you are too kind. Um, 
Well, no, I can I can talk about it. I I mainly record audiobooks um, that are on. Most of them are on Audible. Um, it's yeah. great sponsorship for us. Excellent work. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Well, um, yeah, and uh, lots of different genres, um, lots of different types of books. Um, yeah. That, What's your favourite? What's an entry point if you were to recommend one or two? What would you? What would you oh suggest? goodness! It depends what you like. If if you like your historical fiction, um, then I narrated. Uh, a book called The Other Queen which is a Philippa Gregory book if you like that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, then there's some sort of set in France mysteries uh, on there as well um, uh, yeah and a lot of kid stuff um, so like Jacqueline Wilson books um, I've just been working on a, a new book from a kid's author which I will be out soon but yeah, you'll have to wait for that one. Um, yeah, so so lo- lots of different things, and and I I love it very very much. Oh, it's my little one's bedtime sorted for a, at least a week. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're really we're really grateful to have had you on, Maddie. Thank you very much. Your idea was oh. a complete breath of fresh air. Really fantastic. So that's not uh, <laughs> that's not idea. damning with faint praise. <laughs> like it, it really. <laughs> but thank you very much, um, Maddie, um, for coming on. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And honestly, it's been, I've had a lot of fun and you're all amazing with your ideas. My goodness me. Yeah, (laughs) absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And Dan and Ryan, thank you very much as well. Uh, It wouldn't be the same without you. I'm really glad we can do this together where we're doing it remotely. um, And I I couldn't be happier that we get to do this. Thanks, mate. Thanks for hosting. Everybody stay safe and we'll see you next time. Bye. Take a big laugh for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's a real insight into your life, Maddie. That's a, yeah. that's a sarcastic laugh. Recorded <laughs> 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 in the Capo Studios 2020. What's up, danger?